Player 2, this is Player 1. Plugging in. Player 1 is initiating connection. Player 1 is online. Player 1, this is Player 2. Plugging in. Player 2 is initiating connection. Player 2 is online. All players have successfully connected. You are now plugged into the Plug and Play podcast. Initiating startup sequence. And thank you for tuning in to episode 94 of the Plug and Play Podcast. I'm your host, Zach, and alongside me as always is Tim. Welcome, Minions. That's really hard to say for the reason today. As is always is Tim. You got through it, so I don't know. I didn't recognize you didn't. That's okay. Anyways, guys, moving on, Tim, what have you been up to this week? Um, so the wife's out of town, um, Chicago, for a big conference. She's having fun as we speak right now in like a speakeasy-themed bar. And, um, Whoa, speak easy about that bar. Yeah, you're not supposed to talk about it, but whatever. It's a rule of fight club. First rule of fight club. Um, so anyway, the kids have been with me all week, and um, it wasn't quite Adventure Time Tuesday, but Tuesday night we did go out and have a little bit of fun. Nice. I took them to, um, down, not downtown Portland, but in Portland off of Sandy. There's an old school um, pharmacy that still has a soda fountain. And you can get, like, uh, malted shakes or rip your floats. Really? All that cool stuff. Really cheap. Okay. So we had some of those. And then after that, we went across the street to the Roseway Theater. Okay. Which is my favorite small independent theater. Really good popcorn. And we saw Captain America Civil War. Oh, yeah? It was good. Some good fights in that. Two Team Iron Man? No. no. Dude, I'm all about individual liberty. Okay. Team Cap, I'm all the way. Team Cap, huh? Yeah, none of this fascist nonsense. Yeah, Team America. So, uh, Black Panther's pretty cool in that. Have you seen oh, really? It? Have you seen I haven't it? seen it yet, no. Um, I liked it a lot. Did you? Yeah. Um, it was we really interesting. I almost saw that this week, too. It did a, it did the superhero versus superhero thing a lot better than the, um, Batman Justice League Superman thing. I would sure hope so. It did. It was a lot better. Batman versus Superman was, uh, No, yeah. this is much, much better. Alright. Um, I'll take your word for it. Um, so that was that was awesome, and then we had dinner, um, had some burgers after that. So we had nice. a fun evening out. Um, and this week, I also officially give up on trying out the Oculus Rift. Why? I stopped at Best Buy, and were they there? No. What? He had just left for lunch break. No. So I was like, whatever, I'm done. So was the headset not there for you just to plop no. on and just go? No, you're gonna leave a what is it, six hundred dollar piece it of was, equipment? It was pretty hammered down when I was there. No, he, he must have a way to lock it up in a cabinet or something. Oh, that's so there, stupid. There was a display thing under glass, but whatever. I don't really care about seeing a display, so kind of giving up on VR in general. I still don't have my Samsung Gear, Gear VR. You have the PSVR coming for you, though. I do. That's October. If yeah. something ha- wrong happens with that, if it's, <laughs> if it's delayed until 2017 or something, I'll be pissed. Oh my god. Um, I've been spending more time at the gym, and I've gotten some uh, PRs, which is personal records. Um, I won't talk too much about that, because I don't know if you guys are interested in that, but... You guys I, even CrossFit, bro? Yeah, yeah, like the first rule of CrossFit is always talk about, about CrossFit, right? <laughs> so, 
So I'm not going to try not to do that too much, but I did have some pretty big milestones. Um, personally, it was pretty awesome. I did a 365 pound deadlift. Oh, shit. That's lifting the bar from the ground to just over your knees. Yeah. I did a 130 pound overhead squat, which is holding the bar above you and then squatting. All the way. That is hard yeah. because, like, once you start squatting, you're. You don't want to stop. Well, and your arms get wobbly, you know, you got this weight above you, like, you know, like an anvil in the cartoon. Yeah. It's about to drop you're on like, your head. No, 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 no. It feels so wrong. Does it? Well, when I started, yeah, that movement is it's scary because you're holding weight above your head and then yeah. trying to squat. Yeah. Your body's like, no, this is wrong. You should not. No, <laughs> don't do this. And then I also got a 255-pound uh, front squat, which is holding the bar at your chest level and then squatting. So Holding it no, like at, this? No, at your chest. Oh, like this. Elbows up. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. So the, ra- the, bar, so it's is, like... the bar is resting on your collarbone. Okay. You do not want to hold the bar out in front of you. That's what I was like, uh, that's a lot of weight, bro. That Yeah, that doesn't even make sense. Like, you would fall forward. You so, never yeah. know. Uh, if you did that at the gym, I would try to stop you. Because you're going to hurt yourself. <laughs> so, I'm pretty happy with that. Nice. That's all I really need to say about that. What have you been up to? So, last, what was it, Friday? Yeah. Jesse hit us up on WhatsApp and said, mm-hmm. Who wants to go to my house? So, I was like, alright, I'm down. So, I went over to his house, hung out with Mr. Moneybags. And by Mr. Moneybags, I mean, he just bought a big-ass house and a brand-new F-150. Oh, cool. Yeah. So the other one got wrecked. Yeah, because he got T-boned. And I'm not talking about the steak. So, um, but yeah, he had a really nice truck and uh, his house is awesome. It's really nice. Um, and it's wired for surround sound. So that oh, was cool. pretty dope. So you have like a den or just an all purpose living room? Well, he's got a den and he's got like a living room off to, well, I guess, yeah, I guess you'd consider like when you walk in and off to the left. Does he have a giant room. bean bag? He doesn't, not yet. He does all not right. have a big sack to lay on. All right. He's got to get a big sack. Yeah, you got to get a big old sack, Jesse. Um, but he does have a gaming room upstairs, which is pretty cool. So we played, we played a little bit of Rocket League, but that's for the gaming section. Um, I hit the gym again this week, which I'm starting to get back into it a little bit more. Again, I took a break when I started doing my front yard. Do you even lift, bro? Do you even lift? No, I don't crossfit. Um, I'm glad you're going back to the gym. I think you need that. Yeah, so it's been fun getting back in there. Um, and then I watched the mid-season finale of Fear the Walking Dead. Okay. That was pretty cool. Um, I'm assuming you don't watch that. I don't. Um, so, for listeners that might not be familiar with it, and, you know, by extension, me. Yeah. What is Fear the Walking Dead compared to Walking Dead? So, same universe. Right. Before Outbreak is when this started, the show started. So, are there zombies yet in the show? There are zombies now. This okay. is, like, probably not even a month into Outbreak. This is probably, like, maybe week two in the Outbreak. This is before all hope is lost. This is like people are really realizing, like, oh shit, there's no coming back from this. Like, we, this is it. So it and seems like, like there should be like kind of an end point to this show. Like it should be finite. So like Robert Kirkman has said that like The Walking Dead, as in the comic book, uh-huh. is Rick Grimes. So when Rick dies, the comic dies. Like that. This is Rick's story. Okay. So, I'm assuming that when he dies in the comic or on the show, that would be the end of that show. Now, I think that they're doing Fear the Walking Dead to do spinoffs. And this week, he did mention that, because um, this one takes place, uh, especially season two, spoilers, takes place on a boat. And they're traveling from the United States 
to yeah I, I could see that one coming to Mexico and now they're in Mexico in the season or the mid-season finale of season two um, and he did say that you know there's no reason why a character from Fear the Walking Dead couldn't make a cameo in The Walking Dead because they obviously are sea people they are out on the water but geographically it's they'd have to go from California to DC that's a pretty far trip that's a pretty big trek but there are people that are pirates in the comic. Yo, like, ho, yeah. yo, <laughs> so wait, is uh is that ship from um that Disney movie in the in it then too? Which one? The Black Pearl or whatever, the one with no, all the, the ghosts. No, it's called the, uh, the zombie pirates. No, it's there needs called... to be zombie pirates. There's zombies in the water. I'm petitioning for zombie pirates. I mean, I guess you could with Jeffrey Rush. And I think that was his name. Technically, there was a guy that was on the boat that died on the boat that threw him overboard, and then he came on land. Does that count? He wasn't technically like a pirate to have a person like trying to survive. There needs to be like a whole boat of them, though. Uh, okay, well, never mind. So did that. Okay. Watched Game of Thrones. So got, like got the, some I was, more movies. Yeah, I. Sometimes I'm I'm way behind. I'm in season three trying to catch up. We're in season six now. I understand, but there's certain episodes like one last season and then one just now where like you try to avoid spoilers. You can't. And I'm pretty sure I know what character just died last week. Who? The one that says the same thing over and over. Uh huh. Except for he's not saying what you think he's saying. He's not saying his own name. No. Interesting. So they give that up. Huh? They give away what he's saying. Yeah. And so, it's like monumental, like I, everything. Does like, every letter stand for something? No. He's saying a phrase. Huh. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. And like it makes sense, and now you understand like why. Because like before I thought he was special, like you know, in the head. Yeah. And like that's he's all. He's not. No. He's not special. No, not at all. Oh gosh, I gotta catch up now. That, yeah, that's weird. That's like the, that's the one thing that intrigued like me more than the past like three seasons. I don't care like, about the Red Witch. I don't care yeah. about Joffrey. No, I hope that little fucker dies. By the way, he's a little brat king. Oh yeah, douchebag looks yeah, like yeah. Draco Malfoy from yeah. Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, I want him to die so bad. I'm gonna uh, if if he does, I'm gonna watch that scene like three times. <laughs> when uh, is it which land? I can't remember his first name. Tywin Lannister, the little midget dude? Yeah, yeah. When yeah. he slaps Joffrey around him, like, <laughs> oh, that's so good. Yeah. Like, that's I, awesome. I could watch a gif of that like, oh, for my hours. God. Yeah. No, I forgot all about that season, man. Oh, fuck Joffrey. We need man. to go back and watch this again. But yeah, no, it, uh, the whole entire se- Game of Thrones. Oh, by the way, let's go back in time and say Game of Thrones, potential spoilers. Yeah, potential spoilers here, guys. Ah, <laughs> too late. <laughs> so, uh,. Like, the whole entire series, I've been like, why is it, why do they have such, like, a key monumental character? Mm-hmm. And, like, he's effed in the head. Like, he's slow. Is well, nice he's, like, putting he's it. like, helping out the young Stark kid, though, right? He is. But, like, so he, why would they keep somebody around so close to the family? I always thought so he was just kind family. of, like, basically just, like, there's a Mad Max character that's like that, too, where there's a really smart guy with disabilities and, like, a big brute carries him around. Oh. I always thought it was that sort of relationship. But remember, he hasn't had to be carried around the whole entire time, because season one, that kid could walk. Not very long. It was literally... Like, oh, I guess that's true. That was... That was it like, might have even been the first episode, actually. It could have been. I'm he, not sure. We caught the... 
brother and sister doing very unbrother sister things. Well, you, you, I mean, it depends on where you live in the country, but I guess. yeah. Um, but anyways, no. What what came out in last week's episode was like snapped everything into place, and I was like, oh shit. So yeah, it was really cool. Hmm. You gotta catch up. Very exciting. He's not saying his name. Huh. So and they actually do say his name because um, they do a flashback to when he was a kid. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And spoilers. And he says his name, and it's not what he's saying. Hmm. So, yeah. But everybody still calls him that now, right? Everybody well, calls him that now. now. But, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So anyways, um, watch that. And then after Fear the Walking Dead uh, mid-season finale, the series premiere, yeah, that's the word I'm looking for, series premiere of Preacher aired on AMC. And, yeah, we're just going to go ahead and roll that. about my dad I want you to hurt him you know it's a sin just to ask me that I know people said before you were a preacher you did things how hurt you want him How far do I go? Problem is, your daddy's a big fella. He's gonna fight back. Things will escalate. That's what these things do. They escalate. And violence makes violence. Makes nothing much at all. Preacher! Enough! Almost done, Sheriff. Is that what you want, kid? Jesus, what kind of a preacher are you? <laughs> so what the fuck is preacher? Like, we spent the whole entire episode like watching these like weird spirit things like fly around and like we're like in like a church in like Mexico or something like that and they're like speaking Spanish and shit and this preacher's up there. This like weird like mist gust ball of energy like flew into him. And then poof, and he blew up into a billion different fucking pieces and sprayed blood all over the uh, partitioners and like parishioners. That's, that's a messed up communion. Yeah, and then like the whole entire time there was like weird things. Like there maybe, was like a demon com- that like jumped maybe, out of the point. Maybe read the comics. Did you read the comics? Um, I read one or two like back in the nineties when it came out. So oh, I'm, so this is an old comic. Yeah. I mean, that's, what, 20-something yeah. years now? Almost 30 years now? Is it still going, do you think? I don't think so. Okay. But I could be wrong. So, anyways, it's weird, and it didn't explain anything or why any of this was happening in episode one. So, I'm curious for episode two. I do have it on series uh, record, so it's going to be recording every week. Um, and I'll probably watch them just to try to catch up what's going on. But uh, I can, as far as I can tell right now, there's probably, like, Three to four main characters. Mm-hmm. So. Well. Yeah, so what the fuck, Preacher? <laughs> what the fuck? So, yeah. That's what I've been up to this week. And we are now officially, you know, 15 minutes in, Tim. It's just a lot longer for our... Uh, well, we got talking about Game of Thrones a little bit. Which that's is true. For us. 
Um, so, so yeah, uh, let's actually talk about games, which is allegedly what this podcast is mostly about. Yep. Um, we both played some games, so that's good. Yeah. Thanks for giving away my secret. Whatever. Um, so, one of the new releases we're going to see later is Downwell, and I picked that up, and it's cross-buy, but I've only been playing it my Vita, and I'm going to boot it up right now and show you something that's kind of unique about it. So, Downwell originally came out for PC and iOS and Android. Okay. And you can still get it there, but... Um, Whoa, it's a so, vertical game. So you don't you don't have to play it this way, but you'll see why you would want to. If you um you get a lot more place play area by playing it this way. Really? So you're this little guy, little eight bit guy. Um, oh shit, because you're literally falling down a well. You're falling down da- yeah, down well, and you have these um um gun boots that shoot enemies below you. You have like four hits. I, I just lost one. And you want to get through the stages and you try to get power-ups and little shops. It's kind of like a Metroid, but you only go down. Huh. Um, you can swap color color palettes. You can get, like, a Game Boy-looking palette. I've got it on blue right now. You can get red. Um, I'm doing really crappy, as I usually do when I'm talking. But, yeah, like, here's a power-up. And now I have Puncher, which is like this. Boom, boom, boom. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. That's so, so cool. So, um, let me show you what it looks like if you don't do it that way. So, it looks really good on the, when you flip the uh, Vita, what would you call it? Vertical. Vertical, um, because you get all this screen area. Yeah, you get, it's like a cell phone, t- I mean, it imagine is like a the cell- Vita it- is basically a Note 3 now screen that you're playing on. So look, Oh, that looks terrible. Right. That but looks really terrible. Flip Tim t- has flipped it standard, which would be the horizontal, like so you would normally... Controls. Yeah, normal controls. So you have to do change the controls, too, because, like, I don't know if you saw, but I was actually using this yeah, action yeah, yeah. button. Um, let's see if I can even play this messed up way. Don't even... This This is terrible. But look how, look how little screen space I yeah, have. Yeah, this is... And everything's so tiny. So, I just thought that was kind of unique, um, but you don't have to have a Vita or a PS4 to play. You can, you can find a down... Well, on um, on your mobile phone, and I think it's three dollars instead of five dollars. But nice, that's cool. But I'm happy with it. It's a lot of fun. I've been playing it before bed. Nice. I also um, been playing, um, getting back into read-only memories, and thought I'd go ahead and roll a trailer for you right now. Neo San Francisco, 2064 A.D. The world is on the cusp of a new form of intelligence, and only you are capable of uncovering the truth behind it all. Turing, the world's first sapient machine. Jess Mies, a hybrid's rights lawyer with a chip on her shoulder. Lexi Rivers, longtime friend and disenfranchised NSFPD detective. Tomcat, an ace hacker with a mysterious past. Your investigation takes you down the mean streets of Neo San Francisco. Who do you believe? Who can you trust? Crisscrossing this cyberpunk underworld leads you to the biggest secret of them all. Read Only Memories, a new cyberpunk adventure. So, yeah, it's like a point-and-click adventure uh, set in Neo... Was it? Not Tokyo. Whatever. Just saw it in the trailer. <laughs> and uh, We can't remember. I can't remember. Uh, the creator of an artificial intelligence has been kidnapped, and your journalist is trying to find him. 
you're talking all these weird uh, modified humans and um, it's cool it's got like a 16-bit art style it looks um, it's got chiptune music that's cool I believe the game was kickstarted and um, it's got really cool presentation I was actually playing this um, arcade game it's set in the bar in the game and I was not um, able to beat it because my cursor was moving too slow with the controller I actually had to unplug the controller and plug in a mouse um, yeah so yeah read read only member memories was kickstarted by gamer X that's cool so there's a successfully funded Kickstarter game and I'm trying to figure out when it was kickstarted or funded crowdfunded um, give me one second guys so I didn't buy this November um, 2014 is when it was supposed to be delivered so so yeah I just bought it on Steam I didn't uh, get it as a Kickstarter reward but as I was saying, um, I actually had to plug in a mouse to beat part of it because the cursor mode is kind of slow. Really? When you're okay. without the controller, it works fine. Most of the time, you're not eating to move things really fast. But I thought that was kind of funny. Mm-hmm. I had to dig out my razor um, mouse and plug it in to beat a part. Um, then I also bought um, while I was at Best Buy, being disappointed by Oculus Rift, I bought uh, Chibi Robo Ziplash. Is that a VR game? No, it's a oh. 3DS game. Um, so I have a long history with Chibi Robo, and it's a disappointing history. So the first Chibi Robo, first of all, Chibi Robo is this little tiny robot about the size of my little Wolverine right there. Yeah, um, but they can't see that. I'm trying to think of something to compare it to. Think of an amiibo. Um, funny you should say that. It'll come into play later. So Chibi Robo is a little tiny robot, little cute, um, stainless steel looking robot. He's got a little flat head. And he's got a plug he carries around behind him. He's plug-in-play friendly, would you say, Tim? I would. So he runs out of power, so he has to, like, stop what he's doing and uh, put his plug in the wall and recharge. Plug-in? Yep. He's <laughs> plug-in. So in the first game, he's, like, um, trying to make his host family happy by cleaning up um, little bits of garbage. Okay. Um, and he gets happiness points for cleaning up things. <laughs> And he's like sweeping and collecting, and then uh, like these little aliens start coming and messing with him. And it's a fun little game. Um, it just it has a really unique um, just spirit to it. It was it was fun to play. Huh. So then a sequel came out for the DS, but it was about planting and watering flowers. And what sucked about it is you could only buy it at Walmart. What? Yeah, and it wasn't good. Oh, that sucks. So that did suck. Um, flash forward to 3DS, there was a downloadable game called something about picture search. Oh, God. It was okay. Um, you would try to, you, he would have to make certain things and you would actually take pictures of things in your actual environment. Huh. And they would use that as a skin. Like you take a picture of a CD Mm -hmm. and it would kind of translate it into the game loosely. Huh. That was okay. Um, this game, Chibiroba Ziplash is not good. Oh, no. It's a side-scrolling platformer. How much did you pay for it? Um, so it's originally like 40 or 50 bucks, oh. but it was on clearance for 20 and I have my Gamers Club unlocked, so it was fifteen ninety nine. Okay. And it came with a Chibi Robo Amiibo. <laughs> now, chi- amiibos cost twelve ninety nine. Yeah. So, so you paid $3 for the paid game. paid $3 for the game, so I don't feel too bad. And this Amiibo is seriously one of my favorite Amiibos. It looks pretty freaking cool. I like the character, so it's a... He's kind of sitting down with the plug. He's holding the plug in his hand, and it looks really cool. He's ready to plug and play, guys. Yep, but the game, not not a big fan. Um, you just you you kind of have like a bionic commando thing where you swing with your plug. Okay. Um, but it's not at all true to the original game. Mm, and that kind of sucks. 
the levels are repetitive and the worst thing is it has this weird level select system where you beat a level you spin a dial and, and it selects another level for you. Yes, but, but you, it, you, you can you could can land, land on, on the, the same, same level again. Yes, and you can't decline. No. Wow. So I hate that. So, I don't know how much more I'll play of it. This might be a might be a game that gets passed to one of my my kids. It has kids a, are like yeah, a free game. And they come back, Dad. You know this game's broken and sucks. <laughs> Shush. <laughs> when I was your age, I had to play like with sticks. <laughs> And a hoop. Alright, that's anyway. That's what I've been playing. Sweet. Well, guys, all I played this week was NBA 2K16. I wouldn't be shocked if that was the case. But that, but it's not. So I also played Rocket League with Jesse, a.k.a. Hambone. Um, so when you're playing with him, are you playing script, split screen? Split screen. That was hard as hell for me. I haven't played script, split I haven't played... Does it do it horizontally or vertically? It was vertical. Okay. So that's difficult. I like horizontal split. And vertical is a pain. Yeah. He has a big enough screen to where it wasn't like a huge issue, but it's still like, it wasn't like, I don't know, it was still confusing at still points. cuts off your view. Yeah. And he also has a, uh, well, had, I don't know if he fixed it yet or not, but he had a slow internet connection. So we were kind of lagging a little bit. And I hadn't played Rocket League in like a month and a half. So um, a little bit difficult getting so back. You're saying you sucked. I'm saying I sucked. Sucked, guys. Although I did get a goal. He got two, I got one. Um, and You're then just I making him feel better since he was your host. Exactly. Um, then I came home. I played a little bit more Rocket League on my PC, but this time I played Rocket League basketball. So I showed you that before we start recording. Mm-hmm. Basically, think of Rocket League. They've taken the goals out of the sides of the walls, flipped them horizontally to make them look like uh, hoops off of basketball, and now I have to get the ball up and over and into the hoop. Um, it is fun. It's cool and it's innovative and. That's all I can really say about that. I also showed the wife, Sniper Elite 3, because I want to show her some awesome headshots and brain splatters and shots of chest. Because have you seen Sniper Elite? You showed me. Yeah, so like it slows down and it shows you like an x-ray vision yeah. of them and then all the body parts come out as a bullet comes out the other side. Very graphic. Had to show the wife that. I don't know why. I was just like, hey, I'm sure she hey babe, that. come here. I gotta show you something. And she's like, what? And I was like, Psh! She's all, thanks, now I don't need to eat dinner anymore. Yeah, she's like, thanks, that's probably, you need to stop watching and listening to Sword and Scale. Yeah. <laughs> I've been telling you this for about three months. So. Yep. So, um, and then I also jumped in and went balls deep, <laughs> balls deep, <laughs> into Elder Scrolls Online. So, uh, so now you made almost everything about balls, except for Sniper. Well, I guess you could shoot someone in the balls. Fuck, you could do that. Oh, it shows like balls. I don't know. Probably shows you like the scrotum like flying off. Nobody, nobody wants to see that. So, anyways, I, I teabagged played... another character <laughs> with another character <laughs> with another character's teabag. Oh, uh, oh, I feel sad. Oh, uh, so I played like I majority of my weekend was spent playing Elder Scrolls Online. Okay. And again, I didn't play it as a MMO. I played it as a RPG. So um, I rolled around, leveled up a little bit, and basically just followed quest line and picked up quests that I randomly stumbled across. Uh-huh. So I made no like story progression, but I found a shit ton of like little quests and stuff like that. There was like somebody possessed by a demon mirror that was given by a suitor, and I had to go investigate the suitors, and the suitors left me onto another mission, and 
wrapped around and ended up saving her. So now she can run this little farmstead village out in the middle of uh, Stormhaven. And, uh, yeah. So that was pretty fun. I don't know. I really enjoy it. It's beautiful looking. And I just like that you can go anywhere and there's, like, no limits because it's an MMO. So it just keeps fucking going. And it's fun. I don't know. I kind of like limits. I don't know. That's cool, though. I'm yeah, like it was fun. So, Before we move on from uh, what we've been playing, um, you mentioned Jesse. And Jesse's been playing um, a game that neither of us have been playing, but there's a lot of talk about it right now. Oh, that's so true. Overwatch. We're talking about bat. No. Oh, not Battleborn. Jesse, what the hell are you doing here, bud? No, that's He right. did buy Battleborn. Okay, but he, he's playing the he's right He's playing one. Overwatch. Over yeah, sorry, Battleborn. You, he he you. did buy Battleborn, though. Yeah, Battleborn. I think that was a drunk purchase. He does Hopefully do Jesse's that. not. So. Jesse, he, don't drink and buy. Well, maybe he'll have extra stuff. Oh, no, he's got an Xbox One, so he yeah. can't really. So anyway, he made a video. Um, Unless you're buying me an Xbox One. He might have an extra one someday. That's true. Anyway, so he played Overwatch. Let's get back on track here. And he made a, a short video on PlugAndPlayGamer.com. If you go on the sidebar on the right, you can see his videos. Um, yep. Hambone Happy Hour. They're really short and they're funny. And this week, his video is about Overwatch. You should check it out. Should we play that or should we just make them go to the no, site? No, I want to make them see it. All right, guys. Head over to PlugAndPlayGamer.com. If you're lazy, you could probably go to our YouTube channel, too. But YouTube.com forward really, slash PlugAndPlayGamer. Just go to PlugAndPlayGamer.com. Look on Selfish the right. Selfish bug. Hambone Happy Hour. And yep. Watch all this shit. It's just funny. Yeah, it's just real funny. So, moving on now. Moving on. Can, can, can I? Can I? Uh, move yes. on. Yes. Yeah. All yes. right. TikTok guys. Technologic. Technologic. Buy it, use it, break it, fix it, crash it, change it, mail, upgrade it, charge it, point it, zoom it, press it. All right. So another contributor to our site, uh, Jessica Brown, wrote a really good article this week that um, I'm going to touch on, but I'm not going to get it too in depth because it is technical. Um, so Jessica talked about 8-bit versus 10-bit color. Okay. Um, and so you might, like when you go to Best like Best Buy mm -hmm. or a computer store, you look at TV monitors and they'll have this uh, term HDR or high dynamic range mm -hmm. and saying it's better and giving more accurate color presentations. So Jessica goes at really in depth into what that means and if it should matter to you. Um, so to be... Brief, I'll say current color value. I'm going to read part of the article. Current color values for the vast majority of TVs and monitors out there would be reported as 8 bit, which essentially means that red, green, and blue subpixels can produce 256 separate shades. That's 2 to the 8th power. That's where you get the 8 bit. This equates to 16.77 million distinct colors that these screens can display, which sounds like a lot. But with the emergence of 4K displays and newer gen 4K displays, Manufacturers begin taking color presentation to the next level, referred to as 10-bit color. Hmm. Those two extra bits matter? Well, if you think of it in the terms of 2 to the 10th power, you now see that each red, green, and blue subpixel can now generate 1,024 separate color shades, resulting in a total of 1.07 billion possible distinct colors. Um, and she goes on in the article to kind of show what that means and like lets you decide if that's important. Um, she's got some really good illustrations of uh, to, like like a side by side picture where you can see where having more colors leads to less of a gradient effect. Mm -hmm. um, so that would be good for some for gaming for sure. But I I really encourage you to check it out on PlugAndPlayGamer.com. 
Um, I believe she also posted it on buttsmashers.com. Mm-hmm. If you want to look at so. it there. And um, really great article. Just wanted to highlight that. And the only other thing I have for you for Tech Talk is this thumb drive I got. Oh, shit. Which has kind of a unique feature. So it's from a company called Lava with L-A-A-V-A. Uh, two A's in the middle. And it has a pretty cool feature for Android phones. I saw this on uh, Facebook. This is super fucking cool. So why don't you go ahead and describe what you're seeing right now. Alright guys, so what I'm looking at right now is a standard as we have always known it. USB on one side. On the other side is the micro. Is it, it's micro, right? I always get confused if it's mini or micro, but I believe it's micro. I believe it is called it's this, micro. It's, it's your what, standard Android right. plug. Um, meaning, what this means is that you can plug this into the bottom of your Android device, which I'm going to do right so, now. So before you do that, let me just tell you that the first thing I did when I got this was plug this into the PC that I don't care about and um, completely formatted the drive because this is a product from China and I was a little bit concerned that there might be malware for Android hiding inside this USB stick. Okay, so I've been plugged into anything yet? Now that I have let you know that I have formatted the drive, feel free to now insert it into your phone. So, now I'm getting a USB My Files Mm -hmm. And I can now move items. He's going, he's going through his filing system. What this would be great for is, like, say you have just a ton of pictures. Exactly. You could connect it to your PC. Um, that's certainly an option. But what if you're not at your PC, Tim? Exactly. Or you just want to um, do it later. Or... What happens if you take a long video, family video of, like, a family vacation, you're on vacation or something, you don't have your laptop, but you need 32 gigs or however big of a drive you buy, um... And it even lights up. It lets you know it's connected. Yep. That's so cool. You can pop the videos on there and take them off um, your phone or your tablet or whatever device you are currently using. And uh, so how much did this bad boy run you? I don't remember exactly. It was in the 20 range, 25, something like that. And how long did you purchase this? Was this a Kickstarter? No. Okay. It was online. Oh, was it? That's so cool. So yeah, I thought it was kind of neat. That is pretty fun. Just wanted to throw that out there, but um, yeah, check it out. Sweet. All right, guys. Well, last week we asked you a question, and a ton of you guys responded. So we asked you, is there an older game you want to go back and finish? Bradley says, Twilight Princess. Bought it day one on GameCube and never made it further than an hour. Then I bought it on Wii about a year ago, and it's still sitting on my shelf. Almost bought the HD remaster on Wii U, but I wasn't ready for a 3P yet. Bonus points for the word 3P. Blake says, Bioshock. I played about halfway through and never went back. I have all three Bioshock games. I don't know what I'm waiting for. <laughs> Dude, I don't know what you're waiting for either, but I'll just tell you now, since you got three of them, go ahead and skip Bioshock 2. And one. No, one's, one's good. Um, one has a nice twist at the end. Um, okay. If you play anything of two, play the DLC called Minerva's Den, but skip the rest of the game. Okay. Uh, Michael said, Kingdom of Amulet. I've had so much fun with this title, then school came. I never played it again, even though I bought it on Steam. I haven't finished it yet. Charlie says, Spyro the Dragon. 
I never beat one of those games. Actually, a lot of these. Twilight Princess I have beat, obviously, and I own it on multiple platforms. But Blake's, same, I have the same exact problem as Blake. I own all three Bioshocks. All right, I guys, beat kill either me. one of them, or any of them. And then Kingdoms of Amalar, I have that as well, and I have I have started it. that game twice, and it just never grabbed me. I me either. That's the reason so why I I don't I feel bad about yeah. letting that one go. Um, Michael says, Medal of Honor, the, fir the first one. Okay. Um, is it Illin? Yes. Ilan says Mortal Kombat Complete Edition. And Patrick says Call of Duty Big Red One. Huh. And Freedom Martin's got a lot of catching up to do. All of my GameCube games. <laughs> well, what if it only has one GameCube game? That's uh, not likely, but sure. <laughs> uh, and then we have Mikey Hart says, I don't know if this would be considered old, but I think there was a Zelda game I never finished called Spirit Tracks. Well, get back on that train, Mikey. Yeah. All right, well, this is the time of the show where we tell you we have a brand new feed. Um, you can find our iTunes feed, our RSS feed, our Google Play link, all of that information, all the ways to listen to us. If you go to plugandplaycast.com, um, there's links right there for you. So you don't have to memorize, like, you can search us on iTunes too if you want. Yeah. You'll see the old feed. It has an X through it. Don't subscribe to it that says one. archived. You won't find any new shows there. You want the new the new show. And we will only post the new show link on plugandplaycast.com. So you're, you're golden. Yep. Just go there and you're all set. And we are in episode 94 right now. So what does that mean, Zach? That means we have six more episodes to record. Or no, five more to record. Right. Until we hit episode 100. The big one double zero do something special for this episode we're still uh, talking about what that's going to look like but you should stay tuned because this yep. will probably mean something awesome for all you guys that have been with us for... whether it's the last episode or the last hundred episodes yep. we appreciate all of you and we're going to make sure to um thank you in some pretty cool ways and celebrate the fact that um i haven't killed zach in a hundred episodes yet so <laughs> or he doesn't let me die at pax i might let you die next time dude i'm not i'm not defending you for rocket league for example that's fine. You're on your own for Rocket League. That's fine. But I will kill anyone who says Life is Strange sucks. Yeah. You're so that's what I'll do. You're, you're going to have to try to hold me back. I'll like, like trash talk some motherfucker about some other game. And Tim won't be paying attention. And the guy starts swinging at me. I'm like, Tim, this guy said Life is Strange sucks. Oh, shit. I should have never told you that. I should have never told you that. But I think it's time for a break. Sounds to, good. Let's go grab whistle. our tasty treats, guys. We'll be right ones. back. And we are back, tasty treats in hand. Actually, literally each one of us have one in our hand. And we are looking at Block 15 Brewing Company. Sticky uh, hands. Sticky hands, which I just washed my hands. Now they're sticky again. Um, it says, this hop experience ale features ample additions of sticky resonance. Resonance. Uh, Lupulin packed hop buds. An aromatic blast of tropical fruits, citrus, and dank herbs. Transition to luscious hops flavor with a balanced bitter finish. 
tongue happy hoppy face slap. <laughs> the hop experience ale. So we be both can be drinking a pint. Yep. Eight point one alcohol by volume. Made in Corvallis, Oregon. Let's crack these bad boys. And as you can tell, yes, they're in cans. We're pouring into wide mouth glasses because that is the serving suggestion. Nummy. Alright. It's a nice light amber color. Pretty good head on both. Cheers. Oh, that's good. So I've had this before, so I knew what to expect, but... Oh, that's real good. Isn't that flavorful? Yes, it is. Is that so, plastic, though? No, it's glass. No. Oh, God, that's good. Yeah, there's some dank hops in that for sure. Some dank hops. Dank. <laughs> so dank. Oh, my God. But we got our tasty treat. That it's... must mean it's time to kick it. Tim, sing me a lullaby. Let's let's kick this down a notch. Let's let's have a sweet lullaby. What if there was a song, a lullaby, if you will, mm -hmm. that, a calling song, that whenever it was sang, would cause the listener to die. Now lay me down to sleep. Watch out! I'll shoot you in the face. What if that song became public domain and was printed? So anybody could sing it. And it was printed in a children's poetry book. Well, that's fucking dark. Yep. So that's part of the premise of Chuck Palahniuk's Lullaby, which was published quite a few years ago. And this Kickstarter is for a movie adaptation. Oh, nice. I'm going to go ahead and just let the um, creator talk about it. Hi, my name is Chuck Palahniuk, and I'm the author of Fight Club and of Choke and of Lullaby, which, with your help, will be made into a feature film soon. Wait. Let me back up to the beginning. In 1999, a movie based off of Chuck Palahniuk's novel Fight Club was directed by David Fincher. Gentlemen, welcome to Fight Club. But Chuck's rise to cult writer status was complicated by the tragic murder of his father on May 29th, 1999, when Dale Shackelford shot Fred Palahniuk and Donna Fontaine, and then burned their bodies. During the trial, the court asked Chuck to take part in deciding Shackelford's fate, and the idea for Lullaby's calling song was created. The ancient song and the story that retains its power to kill people, which eventually gets picked up as public domain and is published in cheap children's books. Ultimately, in spring of 2001, Fred Polonek's killer was sentenced to death. And Lullaby is the book about dealing with whether or not I advocated the death penalty after the man was convicted of killing my father. So lullaby is about this, this kind of supernatural form of ancient power. And so all of these people, these four people, five people, kind of jockey amongst themselves, uh, become kind of crazy about who can attain the most forms of these powers possible. I'm Andy Mingo. I'm the director of what's sure to be an extraordinary film. 
Wallaby is such an important story to Chuck that he and I actually co-wrote the screenplay. And this is Chuck's first screenwriting endeavor to date. Uh, for one thing, I wrote the screenplay after having written the script for the Fight Club 2 comic. I had to think much more visually with the comic. And that helped a lot in writing the screenplay. My collaboration and friendship with Chuck goes back even farther. Uh, I'm currently directing the trailers for Fight Club 2, Chuck's graphic novel, which is coming out from Dark Horse Comics in June. And I worked with Chuck on an adaptation of his short story, Romance. The, the trouble with trying to adapt any of my work is that it, it's seemingly impossible to make it into film because so much relies on misdirection that Andy did a great job of, of keeping that, that secret until it was no longer a secret. And that is a tough job to do in film. Hi, I'm Josh Leak. I'm the producer of Lullaby. A lot of people ask me, why are we bringing this project to Kickstarter? And the really amazing thing about Kickstarter is it allows artists and creators to make something their own. And for us, it's really important that we maintain creative control of this project to make sure that it's the film that Chuck fans want to see. Chuck's fans have been a force in driving ideas of what things should be, uh, and sometimes people haven't listened. So we're going beyond most Kickstarter projects, and we're bringing our supporters on set, not only virtually, but also as featured extras. We're going to also offer up some great opportunities for you to make production decisions, and collect a whole bunch of one-of-a-kind props from the film. We're gonna have some original signed artwork, leather-bound issues of Chuck's novels, and also original screenplays with Chuck's annotations that can be signed over to you. This project won't be made without your support and the support of your friends. So please do us a favor and share this Kickstarter project now. For years, in New York especially, my books and Salman Rushdie's books were always available behind the counter because people would take Salman's books and shove them in the toilet at Barnes & Noble and they would just plain steal my books. So that money, that money that you stole from me and Doubleday, give that money to Andy's project and all will be forgiven. With your help, we can make Chuck Palahniuk's novel, Lullaby, into a feature-length film. All right, so you probably know more than you needed to know about that project, but <laughs> I'm excited. Chuck is a local author, and um, he's, as you heard, mm -hmm. he wrote Fight Club. He's also written The Excellent Survivor, which is my probably my favorite book of his. Um, the the uh, book is numbered backwards. What? It starts from uh, like two hundred. The final page. Two hundred sixty-five and go, and goes down to one. Huh. He's very Portland. Um, well, it's because the very first chapter tells you this. So it's not really a spoiler. It's a man alone in a commercial airline flight talking to a black box. No one's flying the plane. What the hell? So it's basically him waiting for the fuel to run out, and he's telling his life story. Wow. Okay. So I read Survivor for the first time on a, 
a trip on a plane on a plane to DC on a plane. So that was pretty epic. That's cool. Um, but this is not that. This is a lullaby. Um, and I'm gonna go over the rewards and everything. Yes. As of our recording, it's got 22 days to go. Asking for two hundred fifty thousand dollars, it has one hundred sixty-two nine hundred and fifteen dollars. For uh, um, five dollars, you get a personalized library checkout card, hmm. which is kind of cool because in the story, the the book with the poem in it is a library book. Okay. Um, for fifteen dollars, you get a PB, PDF of the lullaby script. Um, Twenty-five is the first importance level because you get a digital download of the movie when it's made. All right. Thirty dollars gets you your name in the credits. And all the previous rewards, including digital download. Um, 35 gets you digital download with bonus features. Um, 40, you become a virtual producer, and you um, get all the previous rewards. Plus, for how much? $40, you get to vote mm. on various aspects of the movie. I could really fuck with the creators of this movie if I did that. Well, here's the thing. It'll probably only give you certain choices, and yeah, I don't know how much choice they'll actually They would still have to listen to me. Yeah, there might be like forums you could uh, you could talk on. Um, for 50 bucks, you get a DVD, Blu-ray, plus previous rewards. Let's go ahead and skip up to the insane levels. Um, I'm going to pause at 125. There are several 125. There's an L.A. version, New York version, Austin version, and a Portland, Oregon version. That's the one I would be interested in. Yeah. Um, you get a backers-only Portland screening and question and answers. So you get a backers-only early release screening in Portland, Oregon before the movie's theatrical release, plus the director question and answer with... Uh, Andy Mingo. Okay. Um, and then you get all the all the other rewards at the eighty dollar level. So you get a lot of stuff for one hundred twenty five bucks. Sort of tempted by that one, honestly. So wait, did I, I could ask him a question they'd have to answer? That's kind of the thrust of it, yes. Hmm. Um, and the eighty dollar level, just to give you an idea, you get a movie poster, exclusive backer updates, your own personal library checkout card, a PDF of the shooting script, digital download movie, your name in the credits, a digital download with exclusive behind the scenes bonus features. Be a virtual producer, receive your little Starling t-shirt, own your DVD Blu-ray of the film, and one frameable art print. Wow. So you get that $80 level, plus you get a screening and question and answer session. So that's pretty cool for $125. But skipping ahead to the insane level, $20. So $125 could get plug-and-play production. Yeah. In the credits. Yeah. That would fuck with everybody. They'd be like, who? What's this plug-and-play productions? That'd be kind They'd of cool. be like, haha! Like I said, I'm tempted at that level. Um, and I have no problem putting our name instead of just my name. Um, $25,000. Uh, there is five left of five. Not shocking. Right? <laughs> one it, left of one. One left of five. Ultimate Lullaby Backer Package. This is it. Oh the Ultimate Lullaby Backer Package. You were not messing around with this one. You will receive a personal call from the director. Oh, shit. An on-set visit for two. Lunch with the cast and crew, a oh director's chair next to Andy, oh with your own personalized chair back, four VIP tickets to a premiere of your choice, a red carpet experience. What if the premiere wasn't of this movie? You're like, I'd really like to go see the next X-Men movie. <laughs> They're just like, wait, wait, wait. We'd probably buy you tickets for that. Like, All right, whatever, jerk. <laughs> Entry to the private after party, your name in opening credits. Oh! Your name on the official Lullaby movie poster. That's pretty cool. That's actually pretty cool. And <laughs> and all the rewards at the $80 level. <laughs> <laughs> so yours for only $25,000. Um, 
Oh my I, gosh. I bet maybe one person gets that. There's also a $20,000 level. Um, which is just getting one of the props used in the movie. Um, so huh. I guess if that's your thing. Uh, it seems like the $25,000 is a better value, but whatever. I, yep. no, <laughs> I have no intention of getting that one. The 125 is actually somewhat tempting because you get a fair amount of stuff. Yeah, you do. It's about an author I, I appreciate, and it's in Portland, which is close to me. So I'll have to think about that one. All right. Stay tuned, guys. All right, guys. This week, I'm going off the bean track, getting off of Kickstarter, and head over to Indiegogo.com with the... Nakon Alpha Pad, the PC esports controller. So this is technically classified as the Nakon GC-400 ES. I'm going to go ahead and let the developers talk to you about the Alpha Pad. Professional PC gaming and keyboard and mouse control. They go together like bacon and eggs. Like rock and roll. Like Bonnie and Clyde but not for much longer. Introducing the AlphaPad from Nacon Gaming, the world's first eSports-ready controller. Developed by Nacon's skilled team of PC gaming product designers and engineers, the AlphaPad is a new breed of controller, providing the comforts and intuitive movement controls of a gamepad and, thanks to its clever design and upgradable onboard software, the accuracy and flexibility of a mouse and keyboard. The AlphaPad's ultra-sensitive right stick, ergonomic D-pad and enlarged action buttons allow for unprecedented levels of precision. With four extra buttons, this fully programmable controller can easily adapt to all preferences and cater to all gaming genres. Its internal memory can hold four predefined or user-created profiles, allowing players to switch quickly between games. Wired for extra accuracy, the pad's braided cable can be detached for easy transportation, while removable weights ensure it sits comfortably in any hand. Developed in consultation with the French Esports Academy and world champion pro gamer Norman Genius Chatrier and tested by top professional players, the tournament-grade AlphaPad will offer a whole new way for esports enthusiasts to break into professional PC gaming. But only with your support. So as you guys heard, this is the first gamepad to rival mouse and keyboard control in professional PC video gaming. So this looks extremely um, customizable and very PC like elitist to me almost with the amount of configuration and alterations that you can do. There's a fair amount of configuration available. It reminds me a lot of that Xbox Pro controller. Yeah. Um, so I'm extremely tempted um, to get this, the featured backer level is uh, 59 US dollars. The thing that I get hung up on is it says it's the first gamepad to rival mouse and keyboard control in professional PC video gaming. And I, I'm, I'm a console gamer. I, I play with gamepads. So, yeah. But I'm betting when PC gamers read that, they're like, no, no way. Yeah, no, there's no way in hell that this is what I, they say it is. It's a pretty bold statement. I don't know. Yeah, there's, there's no way in hell that this is what they say it is. But for $59, US you guys can get yourself this. Um, I'd much prefer this over my Xbox One controller and mm -hmm. dongle. The one thing about this is it is wired, uh -huh. um, which we found out, <clears throat> which is kind of dissatisfying to me. 
Um, but I understand why, because as a PC gamer, I want everything wired. Um, so that's not a huge turnoff for me. It's just kind of like a, well, that kind of sucks. Because when I have a gamepad in my hand at the PC, I'm looking to lay back in my, my uh, DSX racer and, uh, Well, it looks like chill. you're close enough to your PC, though, that you can still do I that. I can still plug it in. So, with the $59 backing level, guys, that's the featured one. Um, it gets you $30 off of the, uh, retail price and travel pouch. Um, so yeah, you can get that. $19 gets you exclusive t-shirt. $69 gets you, uh, the early bird, which isn't the exclusive early bird, but it's the same exact thing. Well, as the exclusive early bird is listen, limited to 99. So it's exactly right. It'll probably sell out pretty quick. Yep. Um, Actually, there are 52 out of 99 already claimed. Half gone, so by the time you listen to this, probably two-thirds or more gone. Exactly. For $1,000, mm-hmm. the Alpha Collector. Have you ever heard... Do you know of any collector people, Tim? Yes, I do. Okay, so if you know a collector in your life, you can claim the one-of-a-kind white Alpha Pad controller bearing the Quad Zero serial number presented in a hardware-wearing metallic case the first off the production line alpha pad will be shipped to canada europe countries or the u.s for free yeah limited edition you know a limited edition people tim yes i do for five hundred dollars to get your hands on the one of the five limited edition white alpha bearing the serial numbers one two five Presented in hard-wearing metallic cases, these collectible controllers will be shipped to Canada, Europe, and other countries, including the U.S., for free. After that, guys, it literally goes back to the $69 level. So, if you're a collector, there are six six basic gamepads for you. So, one out of the five is claimed for the limited One edition. of the five is already claimed. So there is five left at the time of this recording for you. The $1,000 level, one Zero of one claimed, or the limited edition collector, one of five. So, I don't know. I'm really fucking tempted to hit the buy button right now at a $59 price. That's not a bad price for a controller, especially no. with, with all the other... Um, with the weight and everything that it has, the adjustable weights, the, uh, the cord that you can screw in and out. Plug and play. Plug and play friendly. I, I like that you can download different configurations for different games. Yeah. Maximum grip, removable weights. So I don't like playing with mouse and keyboard because that's not the way I just learned how to play games. So if this actually could replace mouse and keyboard, I would be very interested. I'm just not convinced from looking at it that it would replace mouse and keyboard. I don't know if it would either. I'd be tempted to try it, though. But, I mean, that's sort of what the Steam controller was trying to do, right? Yeah. I wonder if this does a better job of that, or I would think it does because it's got thumbsticks instead of freaking yeah whatever sense the hell pads. those things are. So, anyways, guys, moving on. That is our kicker for this week, which brings us to game industry news and releases. So we've got some game releases. Um, I already talked about Downwell a bit. Um, like I said, it's already been out before, but it came out this week for PS4 and Vita, and 4.99 gets you cross buy for both platforms. Woo! Um, Dungeons 2 also came out for PS4. The Last Blade 2 came out for PS4 and Vita. Not sure if that's crossed by. It probably is. Lumo came out for PS4, PC, Linux, and Mac. And of course, the big one, Overwatch, 
Xbox One, PS4, and PC. Um, a title that I'm certainly very interested in and probably will pick up at some point, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutants in Manhattan from Platinum Games. They made um, the Transformers game last year that was really good. Um, they also did games like, um, oh, I'm drawing a blank. They're really good at fighting games, and they're good with licensed characters, so I'm really excited to see what they mm -hmm. do with Teenage, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Speaking of which, I have a copy of that. You do? I do! Bastard. You do do! I do? No, I don't. You should. I'm going to check my inbox because that makes me excited. Um, anyway, it came out for Xbox One, 360, PS4, PS3, and PC. Hopefully I'll be playing it on PC because now you've got me excited. I might. You'll get it. They're, I mean, they asked if we needed well, more. Well, here's the thing. I will get it. Whether or not I get it for free from the publisher, thank you if I do. I'm, I'm going to get this game because I'm a huge Turtles fan. I Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant. I was telling you before the show when I was when I was a kid I had a VHS from Burger King that I think was like fifty cents or something with a Whopper, and I played just the the title the that, <laughs> that song you were just singing yeah. like, over and over like I actually wore out I wore out the tape on that spot, um so yeah Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutants in Manhattan check it out it looks really yeah. good okay this title annoys me Total War Warhammer <laughs> War 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 War, War. War. war, war, total war, Warhammer. Total war, war. So that's the game built on those little figurines of the. Yeah, it was like a, it was like a uh, tabletop yeah. game first. Yep. So I actually had a friend in high school where he would paint those miniatures and he had. Oh shirt. really? Yeah, it was really cool. To, I mean, little tiny paintbrushes. These figurines are like you know quarter the size of amiibo, and he would just paint them meticulously, and they look. That's really... insane. And then they'd have, like, these um, battlefields where they would make, like, fake terrain and stuff. Really? Like, the same kind of stuff that model train guys use. Yeah. Little, like, little paper bushes. mesh and stuff. Oh, my gosh. It, it looks so cool, but, like, just the setup time is insane. That's um, crazy. Anyway, shockingly, this is only out for PC. Um, Tropico 5 comes out for Xbox One. Kitty Pocalypse <laughs> comes out for the... Uh, Kitty Pocalypse? Kitty Pocalypse comes out for Oculus Rift. I'm assuming it has lots of cats. Maybe it's like the catastrophe of uh, of um, Oculus. Chronicle RuneScape Legends comes out for PC. We're almost done, folks. Hang on. Elite Dangerous, the Engineers, comes out for PC. Excubator, PC, Mac, and Linux. Omnibus, also PC, Mac, and Linux. Robot Arena, the third, for PC only. And lastly, Tabletop Racing World Tour comes out for PC. That is your game releases for this week. Sweet. Well, now we got game news. We do. Um, so this was pretty exciting. I saw this multiple places last last week online. Um, giant um, action figures are showing up all over the world. So fucking cool. For uh, Overwatch, um, there and you would appreciate this. They're still in the box. Yes, I know. They're so cool. So um, they've shown up in France. South Korea, Hollywood, and Paris. So none local, or I would have definitely been there to like. Take the characters away. include uh, Tracer, Genji, and Farah. Um, yeah, so these pictures you got to see. It's like a public space, and then there's just I don't even know big ass I, box. It looks like about three times the height of a human. Yeah, I think they're like fifteen. They look or amazing. Like I don't even know what it would go into like making these things. Like how you like no must, freaking idea or sculpture or. 
but they look like these giant freaking. They look uh, like plastic. Some literally rich, out of some the rich douchebag is gonna end up having this in his opening hallway. You I know, know that, right? I know. Like Notch, so Notch, Notch is gonna have Tracer in his fucking entryway. Yeah, it's gonna be stupid. Like I would love to have these on both sides of my driveway. It's like oh yeah, uh, I'm sure your wife would love that too. She can go fuck herself. Uh huh. Well, looks like I'm getting episode divorced. Episode ninety four. <laughs> Zach gets Zach divorced. sleeps on the couch. <laughs> also, the couch is in the front yard. <laughs> well, speaking of games that aren't Overwatch, uh, Battleborn is already discounted at $40, so it's kind of sad when two kind of similar games come out and one is clearly better than the other one. Yeah. Um, and the other one knows it and they're just like, oh, here, shit. What if it's $40? <laughs> And uh, thank you. Rated M for mature. So Battleborn. Yes, um, they should have. They, they really, 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 really should have um, not called it Battleborn. Battle Death. No, what's what's the game they're known for? World of Warcraft. No, no, no. You're thinking Overwatch now. Oh, that's true. Who the hell made Battleborn again? Borderlands. Was it 2K? Uh-huh. Uh, was 2K! They should have called it Borderlands, um, colon, Battleborn. They should have. They should have made it in. I didn't even think about that. Holy shit, we went to 2K to do the interview last year. They should have made it in that same universe, even if the tie was completely tenuous, and they would have sold a lot more. Oh, gosh, you're right. They totally would have. Um, since I'm done with Oculus, you can talk about the next story. Alright, so the creator of Revive, a tool that allows VR games for Oculus Rift to be played on the HTC Vive's headset, has released an update that bypasses Rift's DRM entirely and lets users pirate its software. So, on May 22nd, uh, Oculus released an update that introduced platform integrity checks, in quotes. This so basically, me want to buy an Oculus even less. It basically, when you turn your Oculus on, it would double check to make sure that you're running 100% genuine software, there's nothing fishy about what you're doing, and that you're only playing genuine Oculus games. Um, which, among other things, closed the loophole allowing Revive to make Rift games compatible with Vive. Revive's uh, developer, however, has found a workaround that bypasses Oculus's ownership check completely so this is the first this is my first success at bypassing the drm reads and update on revive subreddit i really don't want to go down this that path i really didn't want to go down that path sorry i still do not support piracy do not use this library for pirated copies so let's just go back a step and just say how dumb it is that virtual reality games are coming out like platform specific like, there's an Oculus version. Headset specific. Headset yeah. or Vive version. That makes me, like, even... It's so stupid. That makes me want one even less. I just want to buy it on Steam and have it work on whatever I have. No shit. Like, what if I buy an Oculus, decide I don't like it, and get a Vive later? Now I'm going to buy the same game again? Yep. Fuck that. Yeah, that's so stupid. So anyways, um, the thing that Oculus has now gone and done fuck themselves with is the fact that now people can load up revive and get download free pirated versions of oculus games and play them because they patched the revive so it wouldn't work and then the, well, the guy's like all right well fine i'll just strip out your whole thing yeah 
If they had just left it alone, you would have left it alone and not and provided that workaround. And you would still be getting the benefits because people would be purchasing the games to play on your headset. But yeah, they screwed themselves pretty hard in that one. Yes, they did. Good job, Facebook. Woohoo! Woohoo! All right, our last story is kind of a sad one, but um, the voice actor who played Scrooge McDuck passed away at ninety-six. But you know, ninety-six, a long is, life. That's 96 long. is a long, long life. And he had if a, I make it to ninety-six. Oh, this world's going to be in trouble. So, he passed away in his home in Woodland Hills on Thursday. Um, His name is Alan Young. He played Scrooge McDuck in the 80s animated show DuckTales. He also reprised his role pretty recently in the DuckTales game that came out last year. Yeah. So, he was working up till the end there. Um, He also played Mr. Er, was in Mr. Ed as well in the 1960s. uh, He was in Ren and Stimpy too, which is another show I like. Ren and Stimpy! Ren and Stimpy! Yeah! So, in honor of um, Scrooge McDuck, we got a short little clip for you of uh, um, him uh, having a little temper tantrum. Enjoy. My accountant? Sure, man. Top of the morning to you, Mr. McDuck. What is it, Wimpleman? Well, (laughs) I have good news and bad news, sir. What's the bad news? Uh, Some goods from one of the factories got lost. What? Then what's the good news, man? It was only a boatload of ice cream. Uh, ice cream sank? A sea monster was sighted in the... A sea monster ate my ice cream? A sea monster ate my ice cream! Ah! <laughs> a sea monster ate my ice cream! A sea monster ate my ice cream! A sea monster ate my ice cream! A sea monster ate my So guys, and on that note, um, that leads us to this week's question. And Tim, this is all you, so what do you got for us? Sure, so I was talking about how much I love Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles back in the day. Yep. I would play that that tape over and over. Um, I was a huge fan of uh, DuckTales. Um, All sorts of G.I. Joe, Transformers. I could go on and on about my favorite cartoons growing up. But I'm kind of an older guy. I'd like to hear what your favorite cartoons growing up were. I mean, was it Ed, Ed, and Eddie? Was it, um, I don't know, Powerpuff Girls? Tell me. Let me know. Rocket Power? Yeah. What was your favorite cartoon? What was your favorite cartoon, Zach? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Good good taste. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. There was a show called Recess there for a while. Power Rangers. Transformers. There was a show called Beast Wars. Did you ever remember? Yes. Yes. And then uh, Biker I, Mice from Mars. Oh, I, I tried to go back and watch Beast Wars. Oh, I'm sure it's terrible. Don't, don't do it's that. just a fucking Transformers knockoff. Yeah. Did you, did you see a, call, a show called Reboot? Mm-mm. Oh, that was really good. It was like um, all these characters living inside of a PC. And like, what? When games would start, they would have to be the end. The, no way. Yeah. And they would like try to kill the player off because if they didn't kill the player, they would die. No. It was really cool. That's super cool. That's uh, really cool. Yeah, check out Reboot or okay. on YouTube or something. It's It was cool. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so then there's a shark something. Mm-hmm. There's Biker Mice from Mars. Yes. And then... That's about it. Can we all agree that Caillou sucks? What the fuck's Caillou? Oh, that's a little bald-headed ba- yeah. bitch, right? Yep. Yeah, no, I ain't watching that shit. Yeah, if Caillou's your favorite cartoon growing up, just... Unplug. Unplug! <laughs> but yeah, let us know. We'll, we'll promise not to make fun of your choices too much. 
Um, so, uh, yeah, and on that note, I guess that brings us to this week's episode. Yep. Like Tim said before the break, guys, head over to plugandplaycast.com. Check us out on iTunes and Stitcher. Rate and like us, guys. We already have six random-ass people that rated and liked us in the previous... Six beautiful week. likes yeah. from awesome people. From yeah, We love you guys. Random-ass. Random-ass lovers. Reach across this desk and slap you. <laughs> Those are beautiful people, Zach. Those are wonderful, upstanding citizens. It felt great. All right. Continue. So, anyways, guys, head over there. Rate, and, rate us and like us on iTunes. Um, and next week, maybe... Actually, why not? We'll do this right now. I will read a random one of them. Um, unless you've got it up, Tim, already. I don't. Well, I mean, I've always got it up. Oh. Well, all right, then. Giggity. So, guys, one of you beautiful random-ass people um, named Jay Botts says, Great show. Five stars. Good guys plus good topics equals great show. Boom! That just happened. Now go listen. Nice. So, uh, we'll grab another one. Margarita Kids coming in at Awesome Podcast. Five stars. These guys, these boys are on fleek. They are fun, fresh, and relevant and know what is happening in the game industry, their own couches, and in the crowdsourcing community of wizarding geeks. Listen! And, of course, Soda Can Killer comes in with Do You Like Beer? Gaming Boners? And Technology? Minus the Boners. Well, fuck, this show will force the boners upon your pretty soul. Just shut up and enjoy. And, uh, yeah, so five stars. <laughs> five boners. Five boners. That's enough for this and, week. And, uh, so that's enough for this week, guys. But as we get them, we will read them. So, until next week, guys, check us out at PlugAndPlayGamer.com. You guys can also find some of our awesome other content over at TheButtonSmashers.com as well. Facebook.com forward slash plug and play show. Twitter and Instagram at plug and play cast. YouTube.com forward slash plug and play game where you guys can find Jesse's awesome, hysterical, happy videos. <laughs> <laughs> Hambone happy hour. There you go. Hambone something. Happy punch. Happy hour. Hambone happy hour. That's Don't worry right. About it. It's on the right side Ham of Hamboner happy hour. Just look on the right side of plug and play gamer.com on the sidebar. You'll find it. There you guys go. So until next week, don't forget to prime and shine. Life is like a hurricane. Get in Duckburg. Race cars, lasers, aeroplanes. It's a duck blur. Might solve a mystery.